What's up, guys? It's Bang and Ang. We are the Multi Michiganders, and we're back again for some BDN news. Oh, shit. BDN news. I always like these segments. It's where we go through the week's most, uh, I guess, biggest stories, excluding. Um, well, not biggest stories. Just stories. Well, just stories from the week or so, excluding probably most no, politics. Probably no big stories in these. Uh, well, mine are. I don't know about what the ones you came up with, but. Well. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's just sports. Entertainment, weird shit, some politics, a little bit, probably. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. BDN News. We'll start with the first one. As election arrives, the National Guard prepares for unrest. Mm. National Guard bureaus established a new unit made up mostly of military policemen that could be dispatched to help quell unrest in the coming days. After a turbulent summer in which National Guard members were deployed to several cities, the unit, which also could be used to respond to national natural disasters and other missions, was formed in September and initially described as Rapid Reaction Force. Fantastic. But as one of the most divisive elections in American history closes in, National Guard officials been, have softened how they characterize the service members, instead referring to them as regional response units. Uh, yeah, and that's scary, actually. Mm-hmm. National Guard members who are organized within each state and territory and typically commanded by their governor could be called upon to perform crowd control, safeguard landmarks, yeah. or enforce curfews. Right. Uh, based I mean, on roles they I mean, already have the had national, this year. I mean, the National Guard, really, that's not what it is. Because it's called the National Guard for a reason. They're the fucking soldiers that stay on land to fucking defend against fucking terrorism. Some of them could also be deployed to the nation's capital if Trump decides to repeat <sighs> his plan from June. Or abroad. Um, I get it. They're called citizen soldiers. Citizen soldiers. So they are, man. Yeah. So I guess uh, are they doing it just because they know who's going to win already, or are they doing it just in case? Because no matter who well, wins, all those fucking no, no, not no matter who wins, Trump don't Trump loses. There's not going to be looting and fucking shit like that. I guarantee it. Uh regardless, whoever wins. The fucking the protest ain't stopping the riots. Obviously, the protest ain't about fucking political shit, anyways. Well, that's what they say, but we'll find out. Actually, moving on. Last week we told you guys about this uh, nest that was found over on the west coast of the United States. Sure did. The old killer hornets. Those well, fuckers. Guess what? Just two days after that, we told you. I think it was the next day, really. After that stat, they said they found it and they were gonna euthanize it. Uh, the nest, and guess what happened the next day or the day after? That very thing. Asian giant murder hornets queens captured in Washington. The first ever known nest of the Asian giant murder hornets in the United States was eradicated on the October 24th of this year. Uh, October 24th episode of Mouthy World History. Uh, however, however, two queens managed to survive and were captured by etymologists uh, from the Washington State Department of Agriculture, WSDA. It's unclear if both queens are virgin queens or if one is a virgin and the other is just waiting for marriage. The entomologist, entomologist, there we go, said in, in a Facebook post, that they were able to vacuum out 85 hornets from the nests, all of which managed to survive. Jeez. The WSDA opened the log. Usually when you vacuum up they die. wasps and shit, they just suck in so quick that they just fucking and die. And they start, like, tagging each other and shit. Uh, anyway, 
The WSDA opened the log that contained the nest on Thursday, October 25th, I believe, and are analyzing its contents. There are some adults in the nest ready to emerge from their cells, they say, and all the specimens will be studied for research. So they claim, right? Well, the Asian giant hornet nest was originally discovered on October 22nd in a tree cavity near Blaine, Washington. Using a new type of trap, the WSDA researchers tagged several captured hornets with radio trackers, which they used to lead them to the nest. Oh, that shit. If you remember last week's fucking stat, we uh, we touched on this, and it, either they would eat the fucking shit off them or fucking it would just fall off. So they failed multiple times. I mean, how hard it... I mean, how easy is it to put a fucking, like, a little thing on a bee? Alive. Well, they're pretty big. Exactly. Alive, though. Mm. And get that stinger? Ooh, it can just... <laughs> get ya. Right? First discovered in Washington State on the 19th of December. In, no, 19th of December. <laughs> in December 2019. There we go. Asian giant hornets are an invasive species, not native to the United States. Obviously, that's really, why they love the Asian, Asian <laughs> giant hornets. They are the world's largest hornet and prey on honeybees and other insects. That's bad, folks. The honeybee part and maybe the other insect part. <laughs> a small group of Asian giant hornets is capable of killing an entire honeybee hive in a few hours. And if you guys don't know what a honeybee hive is, we're not talking a couple hundred fucking honeybees. Right. Thousands. An entire. Thousands. Entire. Multiple stings from an Asian giant hornet can kill a human. Well, yeah. Look at the guy. And it sucks, too. I mean, if it was a giant bee, that'd be fine. You just me, you want your dead, bitch. Not, but if it was a fucking hornet, ooh, not uh, <clears throat> you bite, you get stung, you bite, you get stung, and they bite too. Not fucking wasps. No, wasps would kick your ass. The only ones that leave their stinger are honeybees, I believe. Right. Honeybees and, and bumblebees that they sting you, they're done. Yeah, the whole murder hornet. I think they're cool. Of course, they're cool. They're even bigger than they're bigger ones than that. Yeah, Over in Asia. Well, no, this is the biggest one. But there is one in uh, like Texas and Southern shit that's not almost as big as a hornet, as one of these. Well, so are these guys technically? Um, hornets are wasps. I don't know if hornets are. Wasps. Um, but there's another one that looks almost like this guy that people are confusing him with. It. It's called something I forget, hornets but they're fucking huge and too. Mud divers. No. Mud divers are like this fucking big. Yeah, but it's not them. Fucking humongous. Even uh, fucking. Uh, uh, not a yellow jacket. Yellow jackets get pretty big too, though. There's some big boys out there. Um, the bumblebees. The bumblebees get fucking humongous. I don't even know why. Huge. They do nothing. Yeah, but they're bastards and they bite. Mm. They don't bite. Oh, they bite. They don't bite. Bumblebees bite. Pseudo hornets. Ball faced hornets bite too. And then sting. Ah, it's even worse. Staying in the bite. Oh, I've been stung by hornets twice in my life. Once when I had laid in bed and fucking felt something on the back of my leg excruciating twice. I was like, ba ba ba. That's three. But ba ba ba. I was like, I was like, what the fuck? And I fucking just fucking swiped. And I couldn't find nothing forever. And then I finally looked on the ground. There was a fucking big ass fucking hornet just crawling on the floor because it was all fucked up because I hit it. A black one. Mm. Was it? Fucking hurt like a bitch. My leg was a screaming. And then one time I was playing basketball, 
And I was standing behind the rim because I knew the dude was going to not hit the fucking rim. So I had to catch the ball. <laughs> and I'm standing right under a fucking neat the tree, and I didn't even realize it. My head was seriously. I was standing next to it. Picture this. If somebody would just, if, if put a ball next to your head, you know what a hornet's wasp nest looks like? Right. A fucking paper nest. So put that very next to your head. That's how close I was. The next thing you know, I had fucking about 30 motherfucking bald-faced hornets because they go for your mouth and your face area. So they're all in my mouth area, and they stung me at least 30 to 40 times all in my mouth and my fucking side of my face and my chin and my fucking nose. And I'm running, screaming like a little bitch, and I ain't exaggerating either because it was, ah! <laughs> oh, my goodness. That never fucking hurt so fucking bad in my life. And they follow you, so I had to run forever, and I'm old. <laughs> you remember that one that was in my tree? Oh, that bitch was huge, and we were throwing shit at it, and one chased me all the way into the front yard. Like, literally yeah. chased me into the front yard, dude. They follow, I think they, said, I think they said, like, 20 to 30 yards from their fucking nest. Yeah, by the time I got in the house, my face was just a burning, and I had, like, fucking 35,000 fucking stings on my face. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And it was worse, and there was more, mostly bites. Because the motherfuckers were biting the shit out of me. Mm. Guys are aggressive. And then the other time I fucking stepped into, I was taking the trailer off the lawnmower for my fucking father-in-law and I stepped in the tall grass where he was at and fucking instantly I looked down and seriously, no exaggeration, from ankle down was probably a thousand bees or fucking hornets or fucking wasps, whatever lives in the ground. And I got stung at least 150 times that day and my leg looked like fucking, uh, I looked like I had leprosy. I never popped so many fucking, uh, uh, Benadryl and fucking shit so fucking quick. Good thing I wasn't allergic. I would have died. I've been like the dude on fucking my boy. What's his name? <laughs> my Did boy. you just say my boy? <laughs> my girl. What was his name? It's Macaulay Culkin, but. Well, obviously. What was his name? Jonathan or no, Jerry? No. Jim? Uh, Jake? Tommy? Lawrence? No, it was fucking. Larry? Oh, it's my boy. Uh, Thomas? Thomas. I think it was Thomas. Yep. Thomas. Poor guy. He had to go get the ring back for fucking Nevi or whatever her name was. That's what I hate Ava. About. Ava. Or That's what I hate about that bull. It's a wide hold. What was her name? Ava? Eva? I don't know. I think it's Ava. Ada. I don't know, man. But yeah, giant hornets. Cool. Yep. Hopefully they can save the queen. Right. See how they... uh get a nest going and see what they can do, you know? Oh, I guarantee that's already happened. They got an enclosed space. They put them all together and they're going to fucking release them on us in 20 years. <laughs> well, the U.S. says it rescued an American being held hostage in Nigeria. Mm, yep. U.S. forces recovered an American citizen who had been held hostage for several day by, days by a group of armed men in northern Nigeria. No, I. And what President Donald Trump termed as a daring nighttime rescue operation. I didn't even say what he was. He was a farmer and he got kidnapped for ransom. Must be a terrible area. He was American. He was a farmer. He was making good money. He had tractors. These guys are using fucking old mules, mules. and shit. Well, this American citizen is safe and is now in the care of the U.S. Department of State. Jonathan Hoffman, chief Pentagon spokesman, said in a mm. statement, no U.S. military personnel were injured during the rescue in the early hours of Saturday morning. Trump earlier called it a big win for our very elite U.S. special forces and said more details would follow. Some of our bravest and most skilled warriors rescued a U.S. citizen after a group of armed men took him hostage across the border in Niger. 
I did. Um, Secretary of State Michael Pompeo said in a statement, U.S. authorities didn't identify the individual, but ABC News reported on October 28th that Philip Walton, 27, an American missionary, had been abducted from his home in a small southern Niger village close to the border so with Nigeria. He was a Christian and a rich farmer, basically, or they thought he was rich because they wanted ransom money. I so. wonder why they uh, went and rescued him. I don't, think this is, I don't think this is pretty typical uh, right. Special Forces fucking for, actions here. For SEAL Team 6, too. Right. Mm. A blue catfish breaks Georgia state record at 110 pounds and 6 ounces. If you guys look this up, you can look it up on uh, upi.com, Odd News, by Ben Hooper, or look up Ben Hooper. Uh, but there's a, actually a video. Or you can just look up the uh, world record Georgia catfish. <laughs> right, or just look up fucking uh, Florida Man Breaks Record Catfish. He's a Florida man and did it in Georgia. That sucks for Georgians. Well, anyway, on 23rd of October, a Florida fisherman set a new state record in Georgia. A new state new! record. When he reeled in a blue catfish that tipped the scales at 100 pounds and 6 ounces. Damn. Tim Trono Havana. Uh, fucking Florida, huh? Well, assuming yeah. his last name's Havana. Tim Trone of Havana, Florida, oh. said he was visiting friends in Georgia. Uh, it might be Georgia, Havana, Georgia. He's from it, but moved to yeah. That's right. Anyway, uh, he's visiting friends in Georgia when he decided to join a fishing tournament on the Chattahoochee River. Just visit friends and join a tournament. <laughs> he's like, fuck it, let's join this tournament. Let's join this tournament, but you're only here for a day. Fuck it. He says, I'll catch the biggest one. He go. says, he says the tail comes out of the water. And all I thought was, man, I got my 50 pound fish. I've got the 50 pounder. Get the fucking camera ready, guys. Got the 50 pounder. I've been waiting to break a 50 pounder. He said for the whole life of his fishing. Well, it was surreal to think that I got my 50 pound fish. Well, guess what? Times two. Trone said he knew he had far exceeded his expectations when he attempted to weigh his catch on a 100-pound scale. Well, not far. It's only six ounces more. <laughs> well, it broke it. Well, just need six It was 100 and something pounds. 100 pounds and six ounces. 100 pounds and six ounces. Well. Uh, he's like, uh, we pulled it up, and the bottom scaled out, and I knew right then. Like, I got I got the Georgia record, he says. I, I fucking get the DNR on the phone. That's the first thing you do. Get the DNR on the phone, call these motherfucking boys over. Trones fish, which measured 58 inches long. That is 12, 24, 36, 48. That is fucking almost five feet. Damn. Holy shit, dude. 42 inches in girth. Which is fucking damn three feet on um, four as, feet, about as big as my dick. <laughs> <laughs> four foot got, dick, got that girth, man. It's like a cheese wheel. Damn. <laughs> it was officially weighed at 110 pounds and six ounces. See, enough to clinch the record. That's fantastic. Yeah, good stuff. Only one could hope. That is fucking fantastic. I, I think the biggest uh, fish I ever caught in my life was like a quarter of a pound. <laughs> And he probably caught a two, three pounder fucking whitehead from a fucking yeah, maybe or sheephead, probably. He was pounding those bitches. Right. Tennessee man dubbed world's tallest firefighter. World's tallest firefighter? Yeah. He just reached it. He's like the uh, he's like the dude from um, from Family Guy that 
He's got long arms, just reaches right. in the well and yeah, grabs the, the kid and shit. Is it Family Guy or is it Simpsons? Uh, it's Family Guy. I think it's Simpsons. It's Family Guy. No, because the guy was. <laughs> and he gets he's out like, of the hey, that's my wife. Get me out of here. No, there's a guy. Oh, I think that guy was on the show arms. once. Remember when that right. little guy. The... Yeah, he, he was tall, though, but this guy on Family Guy had, like, extra long arms. Oh, I mean, maybe. Well, man who stands at the height of 6 feet, 11 and 1.17 inches, has been dubbed the how, world's how tallest tall? firefighter. 6 feet, 11. That's it? Man, that's disappointing. Well, he's the world's <laughs> tallest firefighter by Guinness World Records. That's disappointing. Brandon Barrage, 28, of Winchester. I thought it would be, like, 7'8", seven, 7'9". Seven, he's 7'11". You said 6. Yeah, I mean, 6'11", yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, he's a firefighter with the Tullahoma Fire Department since March 2016. He was certified by the Guinness World Records as the tallest member of his profession. Fantastic. Barrage said he towers over his family members, including his 6'1-inch dad and his 5'11 mother. Oh, yeah. He said his height gives him some advantages in firefighting, including being able to see and reach things that are higher than his colleagues, but some drawbacks exist, too. Confined spaces are the biggest yeah. obstacle, Obviously. as tall as I am. And uh, that's the end of the story. But they, he has his... He has his place. Yeah, I mean, good for him. I don't. That's, it's a worthless stat, right? Aren't they all? Moving on, folks. <laughs> Moving on to the next one. On to the next one. On to the next one. Right. Oh, shout out to Lil Wayne for being smart and not being afraid of the fucking criticism. I like it. Too bad Fifty Cent gonna do the same. Old white woman and fucking Chelsea Handler fucking. Calls him out, and then he's like, I never liked Trump anyway. I was just a joking, guys. I was a, just a joke, and um, I want to hit that pussy again. I'm sorry, Chelsea. Please let me come back. Go. <laughs> he's like, I'll go to 20 Cent if I can get that sweet, nasty not, fucking uh, Chelsea Handler pussy. I have not been answering Eminem's phone calls the past two weeks. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like, fuck that. <laughs> he's like, right. Eminem's probably like, dude. Did you see the whole cipher I did? Right. It's an awfully hot coffee pot. Do you not remember that? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're right, dog. You better recruit. You better restate your statements. <laughs> Get your statement statements. <laughs> <laughs> you better be Biden. You better retract your statement. <laughs> you better be biting, riding, hiding, fighting. <laughs> Trump is dying. Trump's going to die in because of Biden. Trump's going to die because of Biden. fish that will be frying. Frying. Brian with Brian. <laughs> We're going to get high and watch some movies, doobies, smoke some doobies, <laughs> smoking some doobies while we're watching some movies. <laughs> oh, motherfucker, you better p- stop picking those boogies. <laughs> <laughs> boogies? I meant boogers. Man finds <laughs> a man finds a 222 year old penny outside of Maine church. What? Well. On October 26, 2020, a North Carolinian man, a North Carolinian, as should have said, using his metal detector near a main church, unearthed a copper penny dating from the year 1798. Damn. Shane Houston said he and a friend from New Hampshire were on a metal detecting trip when they got permission to search the grounds uh, outside a church in Maine. That's right, old ass church. Houston said his most interesting discovery was a 222 year old copper penny from the first decade of money minted by the United States of America. The coin, which First is about the decade, right? The coin, which is about the size of a modern half dollar. Damn, that's a lot of copper. Bears the image of Lady Liberty on one side and one cent on the tail side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a penny. 
Similar coins have sold for about $200 on eBay, but he currently planning on keeping it for his own collection. The treasure hunter said he is not revealing the exact location of the church because he wants to return to search the same area next year. What a selfish bitch! You know there's more. And he probably got more. He's just showing the penny. Probably got like an old fucking... Um, I mean, that's cool and all. I mean, a $200 penny. I think that's a win. Yeah, people buy coins, man. At the fucking antique mall. That the wife works at. They got a dude that sells coins. You got motherfuckers coming in there buying $150 coins and shit, dude. Right. Right. People love their coins. They love them. You know they love them coins, baby. Baby! You know I like them coins that you have over there. Ooh. They're so represented, so nice. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Ohio man's Ghostbusters collection earns the Guinness World Records. What's up with me and the Guinness World Records one? Uh, Robert O'Connor of Elria told Guinness officials he first saw the original Ghostbusters movie when he was only four years old. Right. And it wasn't long before he started accumulating merchandise. He's like, I got to have he it. He said, I started this collection for myself alone. Mm, I took something course. I love. And you? Oh, who would you start it for, right? Right, at five years old. <laughs> I'm going to start a collection for you, mommy. <laughs> I decided after all these years to share it with the world. Right. His collection was certified as the world's largest collection of Ghostbusters memorabilia. Damn. This year when the official count stood at 1,221 pieces. Oh, but O'Connor said the collection is still growing. I actively look on the internet, local flea markets, right. local toy right. shops, and even on rare occurrences, I'll find something at a grocery store. What about that. the one with the females? Does he got those ones? I mean, it'd still be a girl. I mean, why not buy them up? Extend your record. Right. You can just put those in like a cabinet and close it. <laughs> right. you, know, you don't have to display those. Right. One of the worst movies ever fucking made. What one? The woman version. I didn't watch it. I've never seen it either. <laughs> <laughs> I just know it's bad. But who's in it? Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, that's bad. And that chick from SNL, the chick that hosts the uh, supermarket sweep now. Uh, She's annoying seen, as fuck. Never seen either one of them. And then there's a couple other people, but yeah, she sucks. Melissa McCarthy's only been good in like two movies. She's the same fucking chick yeah. in every single movie. She was done. Mike, Mike and Molly was it for her. Oh, um, Identity Theft with Jason Bateman was pretty good. Well, on uh, moving <laughs> on here, October 29th, this happened, guys. A woman does 34 pull-ups in one minute for a world record. This bitch weighs 50 pounds, probably. Right. As a 45-year-old West Virginia fitness instructor who started doing 100 pull-ups a day after COVID-19 lockdown broke, uh, she broke a Guinness record by completing 34 in one minute. Just said, yep, 34 in one minute. Rupa Hewlett said she moved to Morgantown just a week before lockdowns began in March. She and her husband decided uh, to pass the time by completing fitness challenges. Hewlett's. Yeah, it's something there. Right. Hey, honey, what do you yeah. want to do to pass time? Let's Almost make up some fitness challenges. Fitness challenges. All that shit that we bought, we can finally fucking use <laughs> Yay. it. Uh, Hewlett said she did 100 pull-ups a day for several days and started wondering whether she could break a Guinness record. I started checking out what kind of records were out there uh, because I felt like I could I could get She does 100 a day. Right. So she's like, hey, I do 100 a day. Probably, uh, a probably many millions of people do 100 pull-ups a day. Right. So that just makes her say, hey, maybe I can break a world record. Right. And it doesn't make sense, but I right. guess. She's like, I can break, she's like, I can break some sort of record, right? Consecutive or something, 100 maybe, more a day. Right. Or, then she found the one that kind of piqued my interest. She's like, maybe more than 100 a day. How about this? Fast push-ups. 
that's stamina and fucking all shit like that, right? Hewlett said her first few attempts came up short of the world record for most pull-ups in one minute, which stood at 30. <laughs> but she was eventually able to complete 34 in a lot of time. In the a lot of time. How so, many seconds did she have left? Or did she just go all the way to the end until she couldn't do it's no more? A very small group of people, I think, that can break records or set new records, she says. And so it's an honor to kind of be a part of that elite group. Isn't breaking will. a record or setting a new record the same thing, right? Yeah. And especially at my age, she said, I'm 45. That's a new 25. Right. And who would have, she's like, <laughs> I never thought I'd be an elite athlete at age of 45 where you're. I mean, that's pretty fucking elite. <laughs> but I wouldn't call her an elite athlete. Right. I don't think about athlete. But here's here's a video of her doing it. There's a video of her. But if you guys can look it up, Morgantown woman breaks records for fucking uh, pull-ups. Well, happens all the time. A Guinness world record. A woman in labor had her husband stop on the way to a Florida hospital for the birth of their child so she could cast her vote. Nice. Karen Briseno Gonzalez, an employee of the Orange County supervisor, I don't care where she's working. Right. The man explained uh, his wife was outside in the car and wanted to cast her vote. I go, we need her here, and basically told me that it's going to be a problem because she refuses to go to the hospital until she votes. The man explained his wife was in labor and insisted on voting before going to the hospital. Mm. Yeah, because she could be there waiting. She didn't want a mail-in ballot. She wanted to go. Right. She said, no, 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 I need to fill it out right now. So the woman in labor filled out her ballot while doing a little controlled breathing. She admitted it was an unusual <laughs> incident for an election employees. It was an odd situation, but we wanted she wanted to vote, and that was her right as an American citizen. Right. She said the grateful people, the grateful couple left after the woman cast her ballot. We want to facil- facilitate every voter that is eligible to vote the right to vote, no matter their circumstances, no matter the situation. Fantastic. I understand the importance of this election to some people. I gave her an I voted sticker, and she was on her way to the hospital. We were very happy she got the vote. Uh, elections officials said they plan to send a woman of onesie, a woman the woman a onesie reading first vote for the baby as well as some future voter stickers. Yeah, good for them. That's actually pretty good. That's pretty cool. I like that. Now we need to know who she voted for. Right. You think it was Trump? Where is this at? Uh, Florida, probably Florida. Trump. Most likely. <laughs> probably Trump. Most likely. That's cool. Good for her. Yeah, I like it. I admire her patriotism. Patriotism is fantastic. Well, this has happened yesterday. The day yesterday? Before, the day before Halloween, October 30th, guys. This is crazy. Three loose pythons found in the same Pennsylvania neighborhood. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Well, authorities in Pennsylvania said it, a call about a stray python in a resident's garage led to the discovery of two more of the large snakes slithering nearby. Mark Reardon of uh, Levytown said his mother-in-law was in the family's garage when she spotted a large snake slithering around that was clearly not a native garden snake. <laughs> no. Reardon said the snake was docile. Docile? Docile. Docile. And surprisingly easy to capture. Well, <coughs> snake. Very easy to capture a snake. Well, a big guy. They ain't going too fast. Right. I just grabbed the trash can and I had to poke him in my hand. Had to poke him in my hand. That's what it says, but it should be, I had a poke in my hand there. Like a poker in my hand. Right? I had a poke in my hand, and it went right into the trash can. He said, well, it was no big deal. He's like, I want to be a hero, but he's like, nah, cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Mid- Middletown Township Animal Control Officer Cheyenne Keen identified Snake as a ball python measuring four to five feet long. Oh, just a little guy. It may seem like it was a fucking Right, monster. too large. I mean, five feet's pretty large. but Right, but small, a small one. 
Uh, what about the other two? Right. I started to put it in my car, and that's when I got the call about the next snake, Keen says. The second python was located at a Shell gas station a few blocks away. Keen said the second snake had apparently spent too long in the cold and unfortunately did not survive. Oh, shit. Keen says she captured Some one. Some of them got in the freezer or something or the cooler? Who knows? Keen said she captured one more python. This one is still alive at a nearby residence. Police warned area residents to keep a lookout in case there are more of these non-venomous snakes on the loose they had put that in there. No, All right. Non-venomous. non-venomous, but they'll definitely roll up your they'll, child and fucking yeah. um, they'll <laughs> strangle They'll squeeze the them. shit out of you, though. I'll tell you that much. Keen said investigators believe the pythons were pets that were abandoned by their owners. Yeah, usually. I mean, obviously, they're not native to this fucking um, right. uh, country. So, Well, Keen says there's no way in hell that three, four-foot-long snakes all got out and nobody realizes it. So it's transitioned from a stray animal call to a possible abandonment. She's like, this is serious. We take abandonment, we take of, abandonment of snakes serious. Serious. You know, there is a big uh, python and boa constrictor problem in um, Florida. Is it really abandonment? It's a fucking snake. It'll live. I'm sure if you put a snake out in your backyard, you'll never see it again. Yeah, but those guys aren't good to the environment. Snakes? Those guys. Oh, these ones? Uh, she said that the surviving snakes are receiving veterinary care and will likely be rehomed. She's like, hey, man, these guys, these snakes are one of the most commonly owned snakes in the United States. What was that, a python or a constrictor? It was a python, which is a boa constrictor. Basically. Yeah, but a python and a boa are two different things. Right. It was a ball python. Oh, okay. She said, I know they're fucking fantastic fucking pets to have, but uh, you got to keep them. You got to keep them. Said, fucking, can't take care of it. I mean, Drop it off right. somewhere. It's like people that get uh, mini pigs or whatever. They think they stay mini. They don't. No, that's just their name. Moving on to sports to end this fucking little shindig BDN news, news. for the week. Dodgers finally, well, this is since uh, our last episode, Dodgers finally win the World Series. Finally. Well, I mean, I think we get knew L.A. was doing a lot of shit in every sport, so... Like look, yeah, look at the, look at the just, Rams somehow. It's just a surprise that uh, the Rams were like three and thirteen last the year. The Kings didn't right? even make the playoffs. I don't think so, yeah, which but, is surprising. You think all LA teams would? Right. Kobe's year. Well, yeah, we've seen the Dodgers winning. No, I'm sorry. Uh, we I will, honestly thought the Rays were going to win. We will credit the fucking Dodgers. We will credit the Lakers. Blah blah blah. But in all reality. Come on, everybody knows there's an asterisk. Well, there's an in any sport. The Lakers, I'll any give sport. like I said the last week, I'll give the Lakers the title, seeing how they played eighty five percent of their games in the season anyway. So, well, they end up playing the last ten games of the season, the playoff teams. So they actually played sixty seven. They played seventy seven total, yeah. I think, or sixty seven total. It came out to be, um, yeah, sixty two games in a baseball season. That's just ignorant, stupid. It was Dumb. funny. I was looking at a, a stat the other day when they were talking about LeBron, and they named all his championships. And it was great. I laughed at it because it was fantastic. Wait, what? Well, they got the Cleveland championship, which was won by uh, Kyrie Irving with seconds left in the fucking game seven of the finals. Um, he won the first one in... Miami with 66 game season under a lockdown or some shit. Um, right. 
Um, the one with fucking there was I can't remember them all. There's more. Well, they had, he had two with the Heat, and right. the one Ray Allen won them, and then he had like the strikeout or strike year. No. Oh. And then just this year. And this year was the COVID. Right. And Kobe Bryant. And COVID Bryant. Mm. Yeah, crazy. That was a long time ago already. January. Crazy, 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 man. Crazy, crazy, crazy uh, sports world. Fucking nuts, Thus man. far. We should be in. We should be well into hockey, basketball but already. You know, like I said. A fan- new season. Right. Fantastic. Let these guys celebrate. You know, they went. They had to do something different. But mm, it sucks for them because they're, they're, every single one of these championships, everybody's going to be like, well, did they? And well, then everybody was pissed off at. Uh, the dude that had grown up. The dude that had COVID. What right. was his name? I don't fucking know. Uh, um, Jason Miller or some shit like something that. Something like that. Yeah. Which I don't understand. They're idiots. Anyways, he They're tested all... positive like two days before. Right. Let him play. Took him out during the game and then let him come back Same on the field. Same thing like, with these fucking coaches and all these referees. These guys are tested multiple times. Well, I'm saying he, this guy actually tested positive. I know. And they still let him play. Like, uh, what the fuck? That's kind of ignorant and right. stupid. But, but like I said, though, they these football games and all that, the refs are getting tested. We said this before. We went through it. The refs are getting tested. The fucking coaches are getting tested. The teams are getting tested every day. They're together every day. Every day they're getting tested. They got tested before they came into this fucking stadium. They're all tested fucking negative. Right. Except Why for, uh, are these masks? For what reason? For what? You think we're just going to catch fucking COVID? It's floating around in a football field? An empty football field with no fans? Come on. Um, Get the fuck out of here. You have to take those fucking masks it's off. It's all about fucking. Stop it. It's all about the perception, man. They Stop want, it. They want people to fucking see. They want people to see that these coaches and shit are wearing masks so they can align like good little fucking uh, girls yeah. and boys and wear the mask just like your favorite uh, coach does. Did you see, uh, right. Did you see the uh, the Michael Jordan cart that they got off? I seen the year? front end. Badass. It said Bulls colors. 23. Yeah. 23 something. I don't know. XI. What, I don't know. It's 2311 for 23 and him and Dan, Danny Hamlin's 11. The team's called 2311 Motorsports. Wait, Danny Hamlin is the owner the with my co owner? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. I know that Jordan was doing something, but. And fucking, they got Bubba Wallace to drive the car, of course. Well, um, that just confirms that Danny Hamlin will be going over there when his contract's up, you would assume, likely, right? Yeah, I would say so. Um, it's your own fucking team. Why would you field one if you weren't going to drive for it? It's a decent paint scheme. It's bulls. Red and black with white. You know, Danny Hamlin is hes sponsored by Jordan, right? Yeah. His They've suit has the big fucking jump man guy on it every time you forever. see it. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan said Danny Hamlin's been asking this for about 15 years now, and he kept on saying no. And he's like, finally, I was like, you know what? It's about the right time. You guys got a, a popular a black it's guy. It's about the right time because I can uh, I can um, hire a black guy that had a right. supposed noose right. that was proven to be false. But and then he's like, this is perfect, Jordan. This is perfect, man. Michael's like, you know what? You're right. It doesn't matter that he's a terrible fucking driver. All right. Like, what are we going to win with this guy? <laughs> well, probably nothing. Well, okay, <laughs> put him in the car. He'll get top 20, which still gives you some some money. You're going to get your money back. If here. I was Jordan, I'd be like, Denny, as soon as your contract's up, we'll put Bubba into 23, but I don't want my numbered fucking um, right. tainted by right. him because you know he ain't going to do shit. Right. So when your contract is up, you're switching to right. the number 23. And, come and to I believe team. 11 is Danny's number two because that's not Joe Gibbs' number. So Denny could take his number with him. Just like I think the 11's Denny's number. Yeah. It's not Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs is 19. 
There's got to be something out there that tells Joe us who 19, owns what numbers in NASCAR. Joe Gibbs is 18, 19, and 20. Uh, his goes in a row. Why it has a random number 11. Just like the number 9 and number 88 in Hendricks numbers. That's why since fucking uh, uh, Johnson is done, they're like, fuck it, we're getting rid of one of these numbers because he wants his five back. That's Hendricks numbers, five. It's the very first car he started with. And a big moment in Detroit sports history, boys and girls. Well, decent. We'll see. <clears throat> these guys never, these type of guys never work out for us. Well, it's your read, so. Uh, AJ Hinch is Detroit's Tigers, Scotty Bowman. Uh oh. Illich says, that's Chris Illich, I believe. I mean, so uh, I would hope it's, it's Chris right. and not the big guy. He's, like, he's here to hire, and he's hired. He, that the only reason why he's here is to win it all. Win it all. Cabby's on his way out. We got got him to get him a champion. We got to make him a champion. He says, talent wins, Chris Illich said. He goes, I mean, common sense. You don't have talent, you don't win. Yeah, I'm sure there's a little luck and shit like that, but talent. Talent. You know how I spell talent? G-R-E-A-T-N-E-S-S. That's how you spell talent. Flashing back to his father's hire of Scotty Bowman to coach the Detroit Red Wings in 1993. Bowman, who came to Detroit with six prior Stanley Cups as a coach, won three more Cups soon after. He says, this team is very similar, man. Just think about it. It's Detroit Tigers. Same history. Rich history. We're developing still. That don't get me wrong. He says there's definitely work that's got to be done. He goes, but I do feel we're starting to turn that corner and seeing a lot of positive signs. So why is he for this organization? Uh, he, he says there is a lot of talent <laughs> coming up through the system, which there is. And he says I think oh AJ Hinch is exceptionally well positioned. He's like he's going to help us grow and become highly competitive in years to come. That's my statement on that. He says. He's like, you know what? That World Series, I was waiting, ready for that to be over as soon as possible because guess what? Put an asterisk. Hinch, stop. You can't say that. Can't coach say it should be an asterisk? Coming from the guy that has an asterisk by his title. <laughs> I don't think that would be very wise for him to say. Right. Uh, Hinch said, uh, he, he said that he's. You a- drag on the fucking story <laughs> so much, man. <laughs> he said he was ready for the World Series to be over. Uh, who was suspended? He was suspended from baseball until the World Series concluded. That's why. He's like, I wasn't allowed to have interview process or anything like that. I couldn't even. They wouldn't even let me watch it on TV. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when Gardy retired, there was an. He <laughs> <it> was like. He <laughs> was like, I knew when Gardy retired, there was going to be an interest from Detroit, so I was ready. Well, thirty minutes after his after the final pitch of the World Series, his phone rang. It was Avila. Hinch says hello. Avila says, AJ, this is Al. I'd like you to get on a plane tomorrow. Hinch says, absolutely. Book it. Boom. Book it. Actually, what he should have said, hey, just fucking send me the fucking contract. You know, sign it. Well, that's not how that works. Well, well on, on Wednesday on, morning, Hinch was on a plane to Detroit. By the early afternoon, he arrived for his meeting and interview with Al Avila. They had a late dinner and reconvened Thursday morning for another round of interviews. I had a flight to return home. Like you normally would, he said. And at the end of the interview, L and I walked into the office. Uh, L said, AJ, I canceled your flight. And AJ's like, what the fuck? He's like, uh, we need to talk a little bit more, guy. He's like, all right. Uh, that evening resulted in an incredible partnership. Uh, his wife, Aaron, took a plane to Detroit on Friday morning. Damn. 
He's like, babe, you ain't gotta believe this. You gotta come quick. I'm quick. Can I, can I like use my ticket on the way home to give her a ticket to come here? I don't really think the airlines do that. Pretty sure Detroit paid for his wife to come out too. I, mean, better, I would have fucking no. assumed so. We'll pay ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta fly Spirit, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she shortly uh, arrived in Detroit. And feel the questions at his introductory news conference at 2 p.m. No, she didn't field any questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. His wife, Aaron, took a plane to Detroit on Friday morning to meet with him. He signed his multi-year contract shortly that afternoon and fielded questions uh, to the conference that was there at 2 p.m. on his induction. <laughs> I don't understand why you do this. You add shit in less and you than, fucking. In less than three days, AJ Hinch had gone from baseball outcast to Detroit Tigers manager, which yes, makes sense. Yes. He's like, we're 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 in the building stage. <laughs> I guess you are. Hinch made it to the postseason four times in five years with the Astros, including winning five five winning seasons. He was given plenty to work from uh in 2015 to start anyway when he joined the team. He was like, I got all kinds of stuff. He was like, I got second baseman Jose Atuvi, outfielder George Springer, and left-handed pitcher ace Dallas Keuchel. Uh, he was like, with those building blocks in place, I can do anything. Well, he made it to the postseason despite inheriting a team that had lost 92 games, though. So they're like, you know what? Last year lost 92 games. That's fine. The talent we got here, I bet. We can go to the playoffs and eventually win a World Series with an ace pitcher from another team. Uh, it's unlikely the Tigers, <laughs> who haven't made the playoffs since 2014 and haven't won the World Series since 1984, will make a similar instant leap. We'll find out. They said it's unlikely. Fuck you. Yet Hinch is energized by the future of the organization with cornerstone prospects Casey Mize, Tariq Skubal, Matt Manning, Spencer Torkelson, and Riley Green on the rise. Uh, that's five dudes. <laughs> right. If all goes as planned, they'll be in the majors together by 2022. Okay. Well, Hinch says it's one of those things that stood out for me in the interview process, and Al continued to talk about how we're 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 boop, 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 boop. He says we're past rebuild stage there, AJ. We're at the development stage now. What's the same thing, right? Right. <laughs> Same thing though, right? Why is this gotta be so long? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's not long. This is I would have totally had it done two minutes ago. Holy fucking hey! <laughs> oh, it's almost done. <laughs> he said uh, he was aware of what the farm system situation was looking like, and of the recent drafts. Obviously, he's a baseball guy; he would know every fucking team. He said, I know, I know what happened and some of the development that I think I can fast forward with the help of the coaching staff. It's an exciting opportunity. He said, this place is it's going places. <laughs> well, AJ isn't wrong. The prospect potential is there, guys. It is fucking there. Uh, the financial situation, though, <laughs> with only designated hitter Miguel Cabrera's $30 million locked in for 2021, suggests the Tigers will be ready to attack. When they want to carve up in the free agency. Mm-hmm. But AJ, Damn. AJ 2021, is, they have like no contracts. They're fucking, um, right. so that's good. Well, AJ is only there as a small part of the peace building for the Tigers. Sorry for that peace <laughs> building. <laughs> he is building pieces. So. He is only a small piece of the building process for the Tigers, though. 
Uh, we all know what Chris Ellis needs to do. And that's spend that spend, money. Spend, he needs to make it rain. Spend, up the baby, bit. spend. Make it rain up in this bit. Slapping 20s, hitting hundreds. Slapping 20s, hitting hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was the longest uh, story read in we the history of Oh, Tigers are going to be good in 10 years. <laughs> oh, great hire. Great hire, if you ask me, because... Uh, you know how I know it's great? Wow. Because everybody on Twitter and everywhere else fucking was talking everybody was talking so much to. shit about it. Oh, 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 cheaters, cheaters, cheaters. That's how I know it was a great hire because everybody's jealous. Well, and all the Houston fans are so salty. Like, good, you can have them. <laughs> he he, he, he claimed, oh, it's so he great. He wasn't a part of it, but there you go. No, the official MLB investigation said he wasn't. Right. But he still got suspended. Because he was the manager. Right. So, I love it. That's fantastic. Tigers are fucking contending again. Yep. Like I said, 2022, watch. 2021, actually, fucking uh, free agency. They're going to go wild, dude. This year, I tell you. Expect some big-name players to be signed. Cabrera last year, he was just starting to get it going this year. COVID and all this, and then he had to come back. He was just starting to get it going. He's getting used to not being on field, and that's what he said. He goes, It sucks. Not being out there on that field. And he goes, my head gets wrapped into that. And then when I go to bat, I'm not focused. And he goes, with the help of fucking. You gotta, uh, gotta, gotta find a way to keep your right. mind off the fucking thinking. He said, help with the coaches and some former DHs. Uh, he's, he's fucking, he's getting locked in. And Good for him. And he feels excited about his position now. Good for him. But I still would like to play 10 to 15 times a year. No. No, <laughs> Cabrera. Ever. Never. You just, you tried out there. Three to five times a game. What we'll do is, okay, then then we'll fucking, there'll be a fucking foot fucking bracket that we put on the base or next to the base and you're attached to no, first base. we'll just bury, we'll have a buried base. I don't understand why all of them are buried anyways. It's hard. Home plate's buried, basically. Yeah. It's probably because you can slide into the base right. and right. touch the side of it. Right. Obviously. Obviously, I don't know why you even would agree with me. Moving on to our last sport of the day, AFC East standings of the NFL. Also today, I chose not to cover NCAA football because who gives a flying fuck about that? And second of all, our, our fucking hometown, well, home state. Michigan Wolverines lose to our other home state, <laughs> Michigan State, That's sad today, news. 27-24. Sad news. And um, everybody in the game cast and all these fucking talking heads are like, this is the best team Jim Harbaugh's had at Michigan. And then they get whooped. Michigan State gets whooped last week against Rutgers. This is not And everybody's team. like, this is the worst team Michigan State has fielded in the last 20 years. And then they go the next week and fucking go and win the game against Michigan. Always happens. In the big house. Granted, no fans, but. This is what Michigan does, though. This is what Michigan Sad. does. Sad. National title hopes, gone. It would have been a totally different gone. game. Gone. Playoff hopes, gone. It would have been a totally gone. different game with 110,000 people. Playoff hopes, pitch. gone. Yeah. It would have been a whole different game. Unless. Yeah. We, unless. Unless we uh, went out. Unless Penn State beats Beats Ohio State tonight. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then everybody would be one and one. And we can fight lost. it off. Well, it doesn't matter. Whoever wins the Big Ten is going to a playoff spot. Right. 
So we definitely need Penn State to beat Ohio State because yeah. we're playing Penn State, and we need to beat Penn State. And we need to beat Ohio State. But obviously. we're not with these corners. I'm sorry, but uh, number four, got to go. Gary Grant, whatever the fuck your name is. What this that Michigan got State beat millions what, times, and he got three pass interference calls. What and this Michigan call. State uh, team did was expose everything on the fucking Wolverines defense. Exposed everything, and now everybody knows. <laughs> Usually, they knew our corners even were locked down. even Minnesota did shit against them. They allowed what twenty yeah. something points. To our, Minnesota, our corners, the fuck our corners are are known for being lockdown corners. Mm. What, 25 years ago? No, we haven't even. had a lockdown. What's the last lockdown, do, lockdown corner Michigan has had? All of our corners Name one. Great. Name one. Last year name was one. fucking, uh, what's name his one. name? Name one. Last year he's gone now. Safeties and shit, I'll give you that. Linebackers. Oh. But we haven't had a lockdown corner in fucking years. Jordan Lewis. That was just three, four years ago. He wasn't locked down. Yeah, fuck yeah, he, he was. He won the fucking cornerback year, order you, of the year or some shit. If you look shit. at fucking him, he actually allowed a lot of stupid shit. Yeah, he was still cornerback of oh, the year or some shit. Of the Big Ten, who? Probably all football. No. Yeah. No, uh, we had a couple other guys. They're gone now. I don't know the, remember their names now, but hmm. I'm telling you. Anyways, moving on to the NFL and looking at the standings real quick. AFC East, Bills on top, 5-2. and two. Then we got the Dolphins, 3-3. Three and three. Patriots, 2-4. and four. Jets, 0-7. Oh seven. Oh seven if there Jets. was anybody that we right. should have picked to go undefeated, Damn. or I mean defeated, it's the Jets. And they and lost to Le'Veon Bell. I'm almost positive I have the Jets going like one win anyway, so I'm, I think I'm, I'm like, like two, right there. Two or 13. Right there. Two or 13. Two or three. I mean, like three. No, I might have them like five. Because I got, I think fucking. I got the Jets going four and 12, three and 13 for you. Right. Also, right. Buffalo Bills. Uh, are fantastic. Right on fucking par. I got them going 11 and five, 14 and two for you. But New England, though, they're what three and three. I got them going six and ten, so they're right there. So do you? Yeah, oh, I don't know if they can go six and ten. I think they are. Scam's done, dude. Everybody, he's he's yeah. doing the same things he was doing in Carolina. Yeah. Exactly why he got traded. He's done. Should never have signed him. Yeah. I said that from the fucking get go. Yeah. Everybody's like, "Oh, Cam Newton under Bill Belichick is going to be he's so done. great." No, it's going to be the same fucking Cam Newton. I'm sorry. It's going to be the same shitty fucking decision maker, the same fucking right. unproductive I'm passer. I'm sorry. Why is it just not to be not, – not, this is not a racist comment or anything, but why is it – You have to preface it as that. Because well, people are you like, even, You didn't even give me a shot. Oh, yeah. Right. Why is it that black quarterbacks have to be with running scheme and options and all this shit? Why is it that a black quarterback can't be a Tom Brady or Matthew Stafford? And just – Pull back in the pocket like a Warren Moon. I was going to say, talk to Warren Moon. Dante Call. Right. Well, not Dante Call. No. Um, Warren Moon. Call Pepper wasn't really much of a runner, though. Yeah, but he could if he wanted. But he was more of a pocket passer. McNabb so right. wasn't a runner. McNabb. Okay. It's okay. I, I give you those three right there. That's perfect. Rodney Pete wasn't a runner. Yeah, he was a runner. No, he wasn't. He was. Rodney Pete was not a runner at all. You see that little pudgy guy? No. He wasn't running. He was a runner when he came out of college, though, and he had to adapt, and he didn't. I mean, he tried, but he didn't. He had a little bit of success with Philadelphia, some with Detroit. Andre Ware was a, a Heisman Trophy winner, drafted by the Detroit Lions, did nothing in the NFL. I can go on and on and on. I'm sorry, there's nothing against black quarterbacks. I mean, they're great in the college. Look at Denard Robinson. He put up fantastic number. He put up, he, he has He's in the Mich- Michigan record books. Top five, at least, in passing, rushing yards as a quarterback, all that. But what's he done in the NFL? I'm a wide receiver. No, I'm a running back. 
No, I'm backup quarterback. No, I'm, I'm a wide receiver. I'm unemployed. <laughs> uh, yeah, boom. I'm on XFL or AAFL. Oh, wait, now I'm unemployed. Mm. Uh, what did um, what did fucking Robert Griffin do? Hey, I'm a fucking hell of a fucking college fucking fucking football star. Hey, I lead this team here. Uh, who was he with? Robert Griffin wasn't bad his first year with Washington. Right. The injury fucked him. But he was he was he was going down. Patrick Mahomes is different because he's a pocket passer. I like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Lamar Jackson is different because he's not a pocket passer. He's more he gets it done with his feet. But Obviously. he's learning. But he's learning with passing. But he can't. He's not a three step back fucking throw guy. He's a shotgun guy. You're gonna see him shotgun most likely. You're gonna see him fucking moving around and all that. When I see quarterback in NFL, I see somebody underneath the fucking underneath the center, looking at the defense, screaming, and fucking cold air coming out of his mouth. Five nine, I don't care fucking what color he is. Five nineteen fifty two. I'm all, I'm all, or whatever, right? Drop back to three five steps and then fucking throw a target. Not standing in the fucking uh, Those other quarterbacks do that all the time. Yeah, not standing in a, in, a, in a fucking shotgun. Just saying. Not standing in a shotgun. The black quarterbacks in the league do that all the time. Yeah, rarely. You see them under center all the time. Rarely. When they're rarely. Rarely. Usually a shotgun. Kyler Murray was in the center a bunch yeah. of times uh, when they faced Detroit. Yeah. And um, the guy down in fucking um, Houston, he's in the cent- under center all the time. He was not under center a lot. Yes. He was not under center a lot. Yes, When man. Detroit played Arizona, most of the time it was shotgun because I watched. Mm. Most of the time it was shotgun. Did ya? Yes. Moving on, AFC West. Yeah. Yeah, Chiefs exactly. are leading that division 6-1. and one. Raiders 3-3. Three and three. Chargers, Broncos sitting at the, the bottom Raiders two be and better. four. I thought the Raiders three and three, be man. They're on pace for a nine and seven season, just yeah. like I said they would be. The Raiders should be twelve and four. They paid oh. John Gruden a hundred million dollars. Okay, it's the second year, man. Jeez, it's the third year. You expect people to fucking like turn around instantly, especially year. in the NFL. This is third year, and it's the first year in Las Vegas. You, <sighs> you think they have some motivation? Sometimes you say stupid shit that makes me think you've never watched the NFL in your life. Oh, they should be winning twelve games by now. Uh, it's a new, new That's fucking the stupidest city. thing I've it's ever a new seen. New city, and they stupidest have, thing I've ever no, heard. No, it's a new yeah, city. Stupidest thing I've ever heard. Been there for multiple years so far. It should be all fired up. That's the stupidest thing you ever heard. You're an idiot. Well, I mean, right? You're you're in the top fifty of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. So definitely, and top you're 50. all fifty. <laughs> I got them going nine and seven, just like I said, right. ten and six for you. Right. So I don't know. You're crying and bitching and complaining. And you have them exactly what they're heading for. Right, right. Exactly okay, what I said it's not what you said. They yeah. should be better, twelve and four. They should. No, not twelve. Yeah, they should be, but they're not going to be. No. AFC North Steelers six and zero, oh, only undefeated team left in the NFL. Followed closely by the Ravens. Those two got a big matchup coming up this yep. Sunday. Five and two Browns, though. I got the Steelers by seven and nine points, boys. I got Baltimore winning in ours. Um, uh, five and two Browns. Bengals one and Bengals won five and one. Baltimore. What a hell of a division there. Uh, six and oh, five one, five and two. Yeah. Basically, if well, the Browns are falling off because OJB is done. If the Ravens win. It'll be a three-way tie at first. Well, the Browns are done. because And the lost. Browns win. They, they, no, the Browns ain't. They lost their, their guy. Mayfield's Beckham, who's done nothing. Yeah, <laughs> Beckham, who's done nothing. Mayfield, Baker Mayfield is shook up now. His, nah. his main receiver's gone. He has nothing left. Mm. I think they lost last week. Moving on to AFC South. T- Titans leading that division 5-1. and one. Colts following close behind at 4-2. and two. 
one and six for both the Texans and Jaguars. One and six is a huge, huge disappointment for the Texans this huge. year, boy and, boys huge. and girls. I'm sorry, that's huge. I think I had the Texans um, winning the division, not winning the division, but, but the Colts at least not fucking sucking like they are. The Colts, they're close. I have the Texans finishing third. You have them second. All right. I have Texans finishing eight and eight. So maybe they're right back. Well, they right. probably won't even get to eight and eight. I have eleven. You have five. Them eleven and five. What That's a terrible, not happening. terrible. That's not happening. twelve and four. Eleven and five for the Colts for both of us respectively. Possible. Nine and seven. Ten and six for the Titans for us respectively. And the Titans are killing it right now. So right. I think it's still ten and six. Then we got two and fourteen and one and fifteen for Denver. So Denver's what? Um, I think they had one and six. They're one and six right now. They won that. Uh, they won that yeah. one week. You're the only time they won. Uh, 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 I'm gonna be right about Denver. Yep. Right. Oh wait, it was not Denver anyways. Jackson went Jacksonville. Well, we didn't have them too high anyways. Jacksonville. Oh yeah, yeah. One and six. No. Yeah. Jacksonville was like two and fourteen. Something like that. Yeah. One and fifteen maybe mm-hmm. for me. Well, we got the NFC East. And this is a crazy, crazy fucking. It always, it always is. This got, is a, yeah, but on the on the other end of crazy, because uh, right, <laughs> these are some fun. This is a, the the worst division in football, right here, right. guys. Only reason why, basically, the only division it says right the now, only division, right. obviously, to have somebody lead in the division with a losing record, right? But uh, the only reason why these guys are division leaders is because of a fucking tie. But in re- all realistic, the Cowboys, Was- <laughs> Cowboys, Washington Redskins, guys, sorry, I'm never using the whatever the other name is. The Co- Dallas Cowboys, the Washington Redskins, and the Philadelphia Eagles are all tied for first place, basically. But the Eagles get it because they're 2-4-1. and one. A 357 winning percentage compared to 286 right. is pretty significant. Yeah, but it's not. It is. It's not. Yeah, it is. They should have lost that game. Plus, they have the most points scored. Well, except for uh, the Cowboys are up right. on them. Well, not anymore because they lost both their QBs. And now they're done third um, QB. And Washington actually has the least points allowed. Right. Uh, with Giants second with least points allowed at well, sitting at one and six. Giants are one and six. And everybody else is two and five. But they've basically. also only all the other team. Well, no. Yeah, all these guys have been outscored. But Giants have been outscored 122 to 174. Look at look at the Cowboys though. Been outscored one seventy six to two forty three by far the most points allowed in the whole division. It's terrible. Actually, probably two forty three. That's more than the whole league. That's the most points allowed. The Lions. Nope. Once you get to the Lions. Nope. Already look. Most points allowed to the whole league. The the um, Cowboys are allowing. Oh shit. That's fucking crazy. Oh, moving on to the NFC West. Well, we all know this. <sighs> Super Seattle five and one. Well, no, we don't all know this. There's one person sitting at this table right now that knows this. Ridiculous. <laughs> Seattle sitting at five and one. Well, I knew the Cardinals were going to do what they're going to do, and they're five and two. Well, guess what? L.A. Rams are like, no, we're L.A., and they told us we can be five and two right now, so they're five and two. And and the jet and the, and the fucking the Forty Nineers are four and three. This is a division there where uh, other than the uh, other than the AFC North. Right. This might be the uh, t- this might be the toughest division in the AFC this is North. Division to watch. NFC North probably the second toughest. Seattle's or third gonna, toughest. Seattle's I mean. going to lose. They lost to uh, Arizona. Seattle's facing. Um, They're going to lose to the fucking Forty Niners again. Somebody, we'll see that later. But do we have? 
Oof. Any of these guys having losing records? Doing good stuff. <laughs> As you casually pick boogers, good for you. <laughs> I have Arizona seven and nine. You have them eight and eight. Oh, so yeah, they're four and two. Um, I have San Francisco Five ten and, and six. You got them fifteen and one. <laughs> I do. I got the Seahawks. They're four and three. Eleven and five. And you got them eight and eight. The only fifteen one team that I got left that is possible is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I had uh, the Rams eight seven and eight. You got them nine. seven and nine. And so five wow, and two. you're not giving enough credit to these guys, are you? Or four and two. Or Look at I could just done that. All right, idiot. Um, yeah. So a couple of mine are working out that way. Fantastic. I do think that uh. 49ers end up creeping into second place there. And I think they take over top. Ah, that's not happening. Well, NFC North, we got the Packers at five and one. It's bullshit. The Bears at five and two, which I mean, hit or miss. They could be two and five, five and two. Uh the Lions at three and three, who I think is about to uh take second or tie second place. Look at the Lions though. Yeah. Owen two at home, three and one away. Right. When does that happen? Never. When does that fucking happen? Never happens. Wow. And the Packers are two and home and three one away. <laughs> yeah, that always happens. And then we got the Vikings. <laughs> and we got the Vikings at one and five, which guys. is a major disappointment as well. You had the major. Vikings winning like eleven games, I think. I think it like ten. Nah, you had the Vikings at like eleven wins, like dude. I think you had the Vikings winning the division, like not winning the division, but the coming pretty close division. to the Lions. Well, we know who you had winning. The Lions division. still can win the division. Oh, you had Minnesota third. I had them last, where they're ending up. And Green Bay last, as usual. I always do. Green Bay is last in my all my polls. I don't give a Minnesota fuck. had seven and nine. You had five and eleven. So yeah, we were right about fucking Minnesota, man. That's good. Green Bay had ten and six. You had them five and eleven. <laughs> <laughs> well, they already surpassed your shit. Uh, Hundred. Well, they're at. They're, they're at, but they ain't losing out. They could. <laughs> they very out. well could. I had the Lions at uh, nine and seven. You have them at twelve and four. I think my nine and seven is a little more realistic, which actually could. Put them into the playoffs. I think so. the Lions could actually go on a win streak here. They're not fucking going on a win streak and finishing do? twelve and four. They, they already got a tie, so what they if can't. They do so they, they can't finish no twelve and four. Yeah, they do. Year. That's right. They can finish twelve and four still. They're only four. And, they're three and three right now. They can lose one more. But the, well, they'll probably lose them all more one. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> no, because they got an easy schedule coming up. Do they? Except for Indy. But now Indianapolis been getting their ass whipped. Now they're gonna come back hungry against well, the they're Lions. At Detroit. Yeah. They're at Detroit, yeah, yeah. and Detroit's 0-2 at home. Yeah. 0-2 at, is Indy the first home game that they win? I think so. I think Detroit's locked in now after last week's win. We, we'll never, get, we never get those a wins. A string of wins, right? But we never, that that no. swing our way. Right. right. We never, that win we got that last, last drive, was that's not a Lions thing to no, do. No, that was not a Lions drive. We would have expected fucking uh, – that would have been an incomplete pass by Gallagher right. all day. Hawkinson would have dropped it in the end zone. Right. Or there would have been 10-second rundown because we didn't get to the thing in time. Right. And uh, it would have been over right. with. And that's yeah. happened to the Lions literally before that, that fucking rundown. That rundown has killed the Lions. That's right. the stupidest rule I've ever seen, right. by, to be honest. <laughs> right. Yeah, but. but, yeah, usually what happened last week, I think, is watch. That's going to be the turning tide. Is that play? Is huh? that drive? The Lions are going 12-4, bitches. <laughs> Lions are going twelve they, and four. They could win ten. Yeah, I think them, they're winning. Give them their their ceiling this year is ten wins. I probably think it's twelve and four. Probably ten wins. Then they're making the playoffs. Ten and six. I'll win. take a ten and six. Should have picked them to win the championship. They didn't. Well, doesn't matter because my team that you're about to announce right here is winning the playoff or the Super Bowl. 
Well, look at this. No one, we all expected this, but uh, NFC South stats. We got the Buccaneers on top at five and two. Mm-hmm. New Orleans Saints at four and two. Mm-hmm. And the Saints got one win on the Buccaneers this year, so we better hope mm-hmm. that the Bucks win the next one. We got the Saints Panthers. Have won three in a row, though. We got the Panthers at three and five, and we have. Wait, so the Saints were one and two. Saints were Saints were. Yeah. They were one and two, and then won three in a row. Right. Wow. Uh, the Panthers were three and five. And the Falcons are lowly. But look at the Panthers, though. Seven. They were three and two. Right. Lost three in a row. They now did. they're three and five. They did. And the Falcons finally didn't blow a late season lead. Good right. for them. Right. Yes, the NFL standings moving on to our uh, weekly attorney for NFL picks. You guys. Damn, beat. I was 11 3 for two weeks in a row. You guys beat nice. Bang and Dang and picks for the week. You go into drawing at the end of the season for 185 smackaroos, and everybody's like, only that? What the fuck you want? What do you want more than 185 free dollars? Right. Just to pick fucking records for every week. Right. All you got to do is beat us once. That's it. Your name goes in the drawing. That's it. You ungrateful bastard. Come on. You don't even do it. It's free money, you piece of shits. Well, with that being said, go look on our Twitter <laughs> every week. That uh, explains the rules. With that being said, bang. That's me. Finished last week, week seven, seven and seven. Horrible, mm, horrible, 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 horrible. After terrible. going week, after going thirteen and one, week sixteen or week six, they always let me down like that. Every yeah. time I have a big week, yep, you drop. look at my big weeks. Yep, look drop. at my big weeks. I'm, you big week, terrible. Weeks. Big week, terrible. Big week, terrible. But you're eleven and three, two weeks in a I'm, row. I'm steady. Which boys and girls through week seven, through seven weeks, we are now officially tied. 70, 34, Whoa. and 1 for both of us. Oh, no shit. 70, 34, I mean, we were and 1. Pretty much close. So far, you owe 1, or 5, 10, 15, 20, $25. I owe 5, 10, 15. So. Oh, 10 bucks. You owe 15. Right. Yeah. $10 difference, right? Um, yeah. So. Well, I already, we, we both. you came, you crawled back. You were eleven, fucking. Uh, I did. Oh, we both lost the uh, first game this week. Yes, we did. Shitty. But I got a good feeling about these rest of the games, so I think we're pretty good. We only disagree it. on two games this week. I think so, so anybody's anybody's um, total can only increase by two max this week. Two. Yep, two games. Oh. You got Tennessee, Tennessee beating Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati might win that game. Joe Burrow is Well, go ahead, it. man. Tell the people who we got. Joe Burrow is killing it. Well, anyway, we both lost. Uh, we picked Carolina against Atlanta, and it happened Thursday night, and we've seen that. Right. We got Indy and Detroit, both, obviously, Detroit. New England, Buffalo. We got Buffalo in Buffalo. We got Tennessee, Cincinnati in Cincinnati. We were saying Tennessee's going to Cincinnati and beating them. But I might think that may be a shocker since he might win that game. Uh, Las Vegas, since, like I said, we picked these picks in July, and now we're actually seeing these teams. Joe Burrow is a rookie, so we didn't know how to act, and he's actually pretty decent. Right. So since they still ain't winning more than two games, three so since games. he could could very well beat Tennessee, was not it's not likely. We have Vegas beating Cleveland in Cleveland. Both of us have Green Bay beating Minnesota in Green Bay. We both have Kansas City beating the Jets in KC. We both mm-hmm. have the Rams beating Miami down in Florida. Down in Miami. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. At Ooh, Baltimore, I have Pittsburgh to stay our, undefeated. This is our first uh, disagreement. And you have Baltimore 
to defeat the, pa- the Patriots. This is at Baltimore, Pittsburgh. bud. Right. This is at Baltimore. That's all I'm right. saying. Baltimore's fucking uh, been – they've been firing right. on all cylinders I mean, just this, like they did last year. This very well could be a loss Pittsburgh, but I doubt it. Uh, the Chargers of L.A. are in Denver, and we both have Denver winning this match, and most likely the Chargers will. I don't know. Chargers uh, aren't that great either. We have the New Orleans Saints going up to Chicago, Illinois, in the Windy City, but we're like, hey – Chicago's like, this is our town, bitches. Judging by, well, two of the, well, the only two receivers these guys have are, I think, still out. So. Right. Yeah. New Orleans is tough. Then we have San Francisco at Seattle, the big matchup, folks. Well, I think the big matchup is Tennessee, or Pittsburgh and uh, Baltimore this well, week. I think it's San Fran Seattle, though, too. Yeah. I think so. Uh, but uh, Bang's dumbass at Seattle, went in, and then mm-hmm. me... I have San Francisco. Mm. You want to make a bet right now? Make a bet. Seattle wins. Wait, is who's injured for San Francisco? Is Grappolo done? He's still playing? I don't know. I don't see. I don't know man, either. Kittles. Kittles and all that stuff? Maybe. I don't even know, to be honest with you. Hmm. Um, I'll Defense make a bet, though. The fans got hurt. i make a bet, though. What? Seattle wins. You have to host the next week of uh, shows. Oh, they're in Seattle. All right, right. San Francisco. All right, I can't. Anyway, San Francisco's winning. So if right, Seattle yeah. wins, you have to host no. the next week of shows. No. Yes. No. What do you mean? What do you What do you mean? No. No. You can't make that bet. I can't. Because I already have a bet that San Francisco's winning, and you have a bet that Seattle. I don't winning. have. It's not a bet. It's already there. It's not a bet. Oh. If Seattle wins, you host That's the stupid. next week of shows. That's what stupid. do you mean? How hard is it to fucking introduce a show and fucking mm. be the host and direct things? I don't like it. Oh, that's the bet. Right. That's the bet. Moving on. Seattle wins. You right. host the next week of Moving show. Moving on. Cowboys versus Philadelphia in Philly. We both picked Philly. And then we got Tampa Bay and New York Giants on Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. And uh, that's going to be Tampa Bay, obviously. Obviously, for both of us. Right. There's no Eli Manning and, and fucking uh, David Tyree or whatever his fucking name was. And fucking um, Manningham. Um, Merrill Manningham. Sorry. No fucking Did Mario catches Mario. Today. Mario Mario. Nobody says Mario. The Mario Manham. <laughs> but uh uh yeah, there's no miracle catches today in New York, baby. Oh, you don't know. We don't. We don't know. We got Arizona, Houston, Jackson, and Washington on bye this week. Tom Brady would have eight Super Bowls. Yes, he would. Without well, if it wasn't for those Crazy catches that never fucking happened. I'm sorry. Obviously, it was just meant to be for New York. Right. Yeah. You hear all our picks this week, so you heard them. Go to bangdangpodcast at gmail.com. DM us at bangdangpodcast on Twitter. Or reply to our weekly tweet about the contest on Twitter at bangdangpodcast. And all you got to do is run down your list of L's and W's just like we did right here. That's and it. if you beat one of us, doesn't have to be both of us like it was last year, one of us, any one of us, you're going to draw in automatically for $185 at the end of the year just to, just to do nothing. I mean, to do nothing. So, yeah, bangdangpodcast at gmail.com, at bangdangpodcast on Twitter. Get those picks in before every Thursday. You can wait till Sunday, but your Thursday uh, game will automatically be an L. Yep. So, so I mean... Either or, judging by my last week, you would have beat me. Anybody would have beat me last week, but they didn't. Maybe it'll happen next week. I right. doubt it. I doubt it. Ain't no way I'm finishing 7-7 seven seven again. No. 
So uh, I'm going yeah. pretty strong, boys. At Main Name Podcast on Twitter, Main Name Podcast at gmail.com. This has been BDN News for the week. We'll be back next week with all the, the elections in three days. Oh, so we'll be back next week with the. Uh, who knows what happens after the election if Trump wins? Well, I'm sure we'll be covering a lot of riots and a lot of fucking other shit. And if Biden wins, I'm sure we'll have something to say about that as well. Plus all the usual fucking crazy shit, sports shit, all that other shit. Shit. This has been the Mountain Michiganders with Fade Day!